Off This Party podcast. This one goes out. This one is dedicated to all the dangerous idiots. I've been thinking about, like, the overall uh, theme of this show. And the one thing that fits is the dangerous idiots. Because we are surrounded. There's dangerous idiots in charge. There's dangerous idiots making decisions. There are dangerous idiots who are trying to corral us continuously into making decisions that are against our own self-interest. It's really not to be hokey, but it's an attack on our personal freedom. And it's been going on for a long, long time. We're calling it out. And the reason I'm going with dangerous idiots instead of just regular idiots is because we live in a time now where everything is so connected. It's not like... Like, civilization used to be able to uh, survive uh, the occasional dangerous idiot. You know what I'm saying, Gimlet? Like, like... Like, like FDR. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he, 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 he was not a dangerous... That's a whole different discussion. I'm talking, like, <laughs> more like uh, uh, like Caligula. Right, that dude. You get yeah, you get your yeah. occasional Roman emperor who would just go off the rails, but still, you know, Rome would take a hit, but Rome would survive. Civilization would survive. I mean, it was part of the the Great Descent. But I'm looking around now at uh, at at the stuff that that Joe Biden's doing, at at the stuff that the military is doing. That one really. Here's the two big ones. What the military that what the is he a general that general Milley? Milley, yeah, no, yeah. he's the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah, that dude, yeah. that guy is like straight out of almost like an Animal House movie, right? He's like the villain. He's like the villain in in, in an Animal House movie, and it would be a lot funnier uh, if he didn't have all this power and control. Well. Go ahead. I guess guess I'm just sick of people like Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo and even General Milley. Like, that's a you problem. And you're trying to impose it on the rest of us. You're trying to make this this thing a societal problem, Robin D'Angelo, when you're just a freaking racist. I mean, all you have to do is read her book. She's just a racist. If she wants to examine why she's that way, by all means, get a therapist. But don't impose it on the rest of us because the rest of us aren't like that. And that's when it gets dangerous. That's when it gets dangerous. Like when when the military, uh, and I know a lot of our listeners are military, have family members in the military. And I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to demean anything. I'm a huge, huge fan. We need, here's the reason you sign up. You love the country. And you're like, I'm going to be trained to defend this country to the best of my ability. That's what we need. We need the strongest, best fighting force. Peace through strength. You're super strong. And America, we got a great track record of being the baddest mofos on the block. And then pulling back. Look at the end of World War II. We we were the only country with a nuke. And we were extremely cool about it. But this whole idea of uh, this general... Boy, that 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 testimony he gave. I have I've read this. I've read Sun Tzu's Art of War. I've read Lenin. I've read Marx because I want to understand them. I need to understand the woke and like talking about white rage. 
and 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 like listen well, if you want to if you want to understand white supremacy is that what you're saying so if you read if you read uh Karl Marx and you read Lenin to understand uh communism like what you're you should be reading shouldn't he be reading like pro white power books shouldn't he be well, shouldn't he be reading like Mein Kampf or something but what i think the distinction in what he said is really important so what he said is he, he read he read Lenin and Marx to understand the enemy right dude you're reading books based on those very philosophies in Kendi and D'Angelo. They're still the enemy. <laughs> but he didn't say they were. He, he like positioned them as something we should engage with. No, no, those are still based on Marxist philosophy. They're just using race as a proxy for class. They're still the enemy. And, and you're here's giving them to our military. The uh... I think we're saying the same thing in two different ways, but whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, I'm like, dude, stay in your lane. Like, stay in your lane. I'm not like, why am I? Why am I listening to a general talk to me about kumbaya? And here's how we all need to get along. I don't want to hear that. Here's what I want to hear. How fast can you reload that weapon, son? How how does this tank operate? How do you fly this vehicle? How do you fix this flying vehicle? How do you make sure no one's gonna beat our ass in a war? How are you gonna defeat the enemy? Sweet Lord, they can't figure it. They say they they still have how long have we been over in Afghanistan? Twenty years. years. They can't figure that out, motherfucker. When you have figured that shit out, when you have figured out how to attain victory in Afghanistan. Then you come back and you tell me, we need to be more accepting. Uh, we need to figure out why these people are doing this, 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 this. You're a loser. I loved it when Tucker called that guy on. He's a pig. He's a moron. He's an idiot. He's a disgrace to the uniform. It really just, like, and then and then to have, and that's where it gets cartoony, where he got so irate, and he's, like, shaking, and I frankly find it insulting. That's when you need to go on offense against dudes like that. That dude is yep. dangerous. He is dangerous. It oh. almost felt you like you were watching the the something in the Marvel universe where he yes. was a part of Hydra. Right? <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. He's like the general in Hydra. I don't know. I there don't is know. there is a general <laughs> in the DC universe that hates Superman. And he just, he hates Superman. He doesn't trust Superman. He's always out trying to get Superman. He's secretly working with Lex Luthor to kill Superman. And that is General, uh, I'm going to start calling him Miley. General Miley Cyrus. He is, he is, we need to replace him with Hannah Montana. We got General Miley, Miley Cyrus in there. Okay, we need to talk about another uh, dangerous idiot. And this, this, this dangerous idiot goes by the name of, of Bill Gates. And he is, uh, I did a, I did a segment about this at the loftusparty.com. Uh, I wrote a piece about it and I know you've been following the story too. This is like some, some super villain stuff with, with, of course, it's like general Miley Cyrus. Uh, mm -hmm. Bill Gates has been buying up all this farmland, all this farmland. And all he has to do is stop feeding cows and stop letting cows graze on this land. And if he wanted to, he could use it as leverage to directly 
affect the meat supply. That's where I go to. I go to a doomsday scenario. Mm -hmm. Now it looks like there might be something to it. Like he's an investor in this company that's trying to do like lab grown meat. They want to make these protein products that are weird meat substitutes, but they're going to use gene sequences from cow. It's all very odd. You have even more information about this. Yes. Um, First of all, if you've ever seen the video of them making this fake meat from Israel, you're never going to eat it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's listen. like 3D printed with what looks like red toothpaste. Like, just not going to happen. Okay? I've seen how the sausage is made. Ah. Number one. Number two. Um, we have four, company, four companies in this country that process 85% of our beef. So there's mm -hmm. a very small percentage that does not go through these companies. One is owned by China and the other is owned by Brazil. So not only are there just four companies, two of them are foreign owned. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. So what they're doing now, and I learned this from Glenn Beck, because he has a ranch up in Idaho and there's a bunch of beef ranchers around him. The price of the cow has gone down while the price per pound of beef has gone up because the meat packing companies are actually limiting the amount of cows they are buying. Okay, so that's, worth, that's worth repeating. Mm -hmm. The price of a cow has gone down, but the price of beef has gone up. That's a huge, mm -hmm. that's, that's a big, big uh, warning shot. Okay. I just wanted to say well, that again. And, and the Trump DOJ had started an investigation based on some whistleblowers who said those companies were colluding on price fixing. Mm-hmm. That has, of course, gone nowhere in the Biden DOJ. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a bunch of cows out in ranch land, right? Idaho, Wyoming, Texas, wherever. The food, because of weather, is not plentiful. The cows are getting skinny. We are going to have a mass slaughter of beef cattle that will not be processed. That is, uh, it just reeks of people manipulating the markets and trying to manipulate the eating patterns of the American well, public. Then you go on these meat packers websites and they're all fully bought into the ESG criteria, environmental, social, and governmental. They've all made major investments in fake meat. They're yeah. all on track for that. Okay. So that they can be, you know, part of this oligarchical thing that's going to govern us through the World Economic Forum. So yeah. they're going to do all the right stuff. Right. Um, you know what I did after watching that story? What? I went out and I looked for a farm near me where I can buy a cow and have it slaughtered and processed from a local farmer. And how'd that go? It cost me $7.99 a pound for the whole thing, including the bones. I can get the bones for the dogs and bones for soup so that it doesn't go to waste. And averaged out, it's probably no more than I would spend for that total poundage at the grocery store at this point. Wow. So you bought you bought a whole cow and had it. I bought a it. whole cow and a whole pig. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So yep. when you okay now I'm 
Now I'm keenly interested in this. I'm keenly because I was just uh, one of the other posts that I did was like uh, uh, I was looking at doing a, a how to grill steaks and all this other stuff. And so mm-hmm. I, how much meat? How much meat do you think you get? How many? How many steaks? Like. How, it's like got to be a wonderland at your house. You guys are going to be grilling out well, for Well, I mean, I, I haven't done it yet. They, so when you buy the cow, they then raise the cow. So you get it when the cow reaches weight. Okay. okay. But it's it's a way to start preparing for the inflation and those kinds of items that is clearly coming. Yeah. Like, now, I'm also seriously contemplating, and I don't give a shit at this point what my neighbors think, getting some chickens. And a rooster. I am here's here's a little fun to know fact. Recently, I did some. We're going to come back to the cow thing, you guys. Don't worry, don't worry. We're coming back to that. <laughs> That's just too interesting to pass up. I recently, though, I went up to visit my buddy Brian Hayner. Uh, he uh-huh. and his wife. We recorded a couple songs. The second one's going to come out next week. Second one's going to drop. However, Brian and his lovely wife uh, Susie have chickens. They have chickens. Yes. And and li- here's here's sometimes I think I'm smart and then I get instantly reminded of just how stupid I am. <laughs> I didn't hear this is horrible. This is like embarrassing to to say out loud. I didn't re- I didn't realize that you don't need a rooster. You you just need chickens. Chickens are going to lay eggs every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know. If you want more I didn't know that because that's like chickens aren't annoying. You should totally get chickens. Yeah. If you just for the just for the eggs, and then maybe you borrow a rooster for a couple weeks. You know, you have some chicks, and then you you give the rooster give back. The rooster to, back. Yeah, rooster that way your neighbors. Renting. I'm gonna start that business. Rooster renting. <laughs> rooster rentals. A rooster, rooster that will kind of like kind of like they do with racehorses. <laughs> exactly. You get yourself a stud, a stud Rhode Island red. Get yourself a foghorn leghorn. Now, boy, get in there, get your wiener out, and get my chickens knocked up. I need some baby chicks. But that I would, am doing a rooster. A rooster will annoy the hell out of your neighbors. Having having, <laughs> I've had I had some. Here, well, then, what's your problem? I don't if have you already, a problem. If you already I have, my neighbors have problems. <laughs> well, if you if you already have, if do you have yeah, cockadoodle do in the morning? Mm-hmm. Are you hearing somebody's rooster go off? Mm-hmm. Then do it. What are you waiting for? No, I know, but what I'm like, this is part of, and and I sat down and I talked to my husband about this like in depth yesterday. Yeah, I'm like, okay. We we listened to me about the mortgage and the new car and how we were going to handle the finances on those because they told you things were going to happen and they're happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh-huh. I said, you couldn't even buy your car today. The plant that makes them, not operating right now because there's no chips. Gotcha. I said, so here's what I want to start thinking about. I said, we need to pull out the canning stuff again. We need to go to farmer's markets this summer and put up a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, yup, yup, we can do that. I said, we need to buy a cow locally and a pig locally. And when I say locally, it might be two hours away. But two hours is great if I have like 
nine months worth of steak and I just buy another cow, right? Yeah. And it also gives us all the fat we need so that we, when he kills deer, we can have it processed with the fat. Mm-hmm. But, because mm-hmm, we have pig fat and we'll have pig fat and beef fat. Um, so, like, really figuring out how we can do all of this and do sustenance between and start catching our own freaking fish. He's going on a huge quail hunt in Texas, bringing all that stuff home. I'll send him back to Wyoming and get some more freaking antelope. I love all this stuff. Okay, so we got so we got we got two things that we need to touch on right now. First of all, we gotta go we gotta go back to the cow thing because I, okay. I find that I find that very interesting because I remember uh, there was a running back from uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think it was Icky Woods, the Icky Shuffle, and after he. He got out of the NFL. He had lost all his money, you know, mm-hmm. sadly, like a lot of NFL players do. And he had been spotted. He was like one of those traveling salesmen. There used to be these salesmen that would come around to your neighborhoods. Maybe you guys remember this. Maybe it was in your neighborhood, too. I know my mom did it yeah. once. And they would sell, like, whole cows out of the – they'd have these mm-hmm. big cars. And in the trunk, they'd have these big freezers. And, oh, they'd pass mm-hmm. the savings on to you. We need to have a return to, th- to those dudes. But you could – You'd have to split this cow with your neighbors. You need like, I think you need like two or three people to go in on you. But here is the. Uh, I have a freezer. (laughs) That's great. That's great. But meat is so fantastic. Here's another little thing that I learned about meat. Because when you get, I don't like raw steak. I don't like my, I don't like my steaks rare. I don't like people always go, you know, bring it bloody, you know, and like, oh, a good veterinarian could bring that steak back to life. I, I'm a medium rare guy. Absolutely. But, but when you go when you go rare and there's that red stuff all over your plate, that isn't blood. That is a like a liquid protein that is in oh. in the meat. I always thought that was blood. It's not. And uh-uh. like chicken. You eat chicken raw, there's a very good chance that something bad is going to happen. You can eat, you can, you can, you can practically eat raw steak. And especially if it's from like one cow and like steak tartare, that's when they take. I've had that. Right. But, but here's Mm -hmm. the the reason most restaurants, the most restaurants don't do it now. It's because you, you have to grind your own beef. If you. Mm-hmm. If you just have like one cow, you know exactly what that cow's health was, if it had issues, you know, what's mm-hmm. its its background. So then it's it's much safer. Back in the day, and this is just a weird fun to know fact. I don't even know. I think I was watching a documentary about McDonald's or something. But like back in the day, when you got a hamburger, and I'm when I'm talking about like back in the day, I'm talking like 1968, you know, like the early, early days of fast food. When you got a, a hamburger from a joint, you were getting the meat from one cow or maybe two, but now it's on such a level. You go to Wendy's, you get a burger. You're probably getting the meat from like eight to 10 cows all mixed Uh together. And if just one of those things has a problem, you're going to have a problem. So there's really a lot to be said for what you're going to do here. Gimlet. I, I like, I like really, really dig that i i love that idea yeah. of well that's my cow now we're gonna kill it thanks for everything you, you're about to give me cow and you and your neighbors can just chow down well here's 
my thing. It's part of a strategy that we discussed in depth yesterday that we want to do everything we can local. We're going to local restaurants who use local produce, who like, we have to rebuild our local economies to something more like they were when we were kids. I mean, you had milkmen that brought milk from local cows. You had, you had all this stuff Mm -hmm. because if we, I mean, Joe Biden now has a radical going into the Bureau of Land Management that used to spike trees with echo terrorists and thinks that the federal government should not allow any grazing on federal lands. That'll cut our beef supply to almost nothing. There is he's got another person that he's nominated for some board who who, who said that, like, I don't this is not a quote, but it's like uh Children are a, they're bad. Like, I forget what the yes, word. Yes, the same woman. Used. Okay. Absolute nightmare of a lady. Absolute nightmare of a lady. But hold on. I, I got to get back to this because we promised the listeners I had two things. Uh, one, I, I totally agree. And I've said it before on this show. I believe that our future is going to look a lot like our past, meaning like the 1930s. And what you said about the milkmen delivering milk from a local dairy I think that's going to come back. And then if you think about it, it'll be things like that. But like the milk came in a glass container. Glass mm-hmm. is 100% recyclable. You melt glass, yeah. you get glass back. It's not like plastic. That's just, that's just a no-brainer. I, 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 I would love the return of the milkman. Like seriously, I would, I would love it. Like if every four days I could get a new gallon of fresh whole milk. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing that's kind of exciting, and you might dig this because you were talking about canning and all this other stuff. Have you seen this commercial? I think I saw it on Fox News. But this guy is uh, selling uh, fruit trees for your backyard and for your patio. There are uh, uh, many, many years ago. I saw this documentary about bananas, and I didn't know how many different varieties of bananas there were. I just thought there was bananas, and then that was it. But there are so many. Hold on for this one. Hold on. Pull the car over. There's so many varieties of bananas. It's bananas. They have they have a uh, a variety of banana called the ice cream banana. It's really sweet. It's really smooth. And uh, I was telling my buddy uh, Rick Walker about this. And you can grow bananas in your house. You can grow bananas on your patio if you live in an apartment or whatever. So he did it. My buddy Rick started growing bananas. He started growing these ice cream bananas. And he he says they're fantastic. But this dude, like, there's mulberry trees back in my old hood uh, in in Columbus. And and they were everywhere. I think people planted them in the 1930s. You know, because you could pick the mulberries, you could make mulberry jam, you could, you know, make mulberry Mm -hmm. topping for blah, blah, blah. But, like, I think that's so exciting. Get yourself a little little fruit tree or something. And I guess these are – this guy says he's got trees for every climate. Like, you could be – Have you seen seen the grafted ones? Oh, I've seen grafted uh, trees before. What are you talking about, fruit trees? they're, They're fruit trees that grow multiple fruits. That's exciting, but like how long before the tree takes over? Something, some tree, yeah, I, I didn't, know. 
I didn't realize this, but at my mom's place in Columbus, I was talking to uh, uh, talking to one of the neighbors, and she she, my mother, God love her. <laughs> there was a special kind of uh, pine tree she was very fond of, but it was two trees grafted together, and it was very young. The needles were really long and supple, and you know it was a beautiful looking baby tree. Now those things are like you know 10, 15 years old. And there's a dominant tree that's poking out, and it's the weirdest thing you'll ever see because, like, <laughs> it's exerting its dominance. So you have this real – it's not little, but it's like a fluffy, fluffy tree. And then there's some branches on it that are angry, <laughs> and the angry branches are taken over. I didn't know trees would do that. Can I tell you the coolest thing about the farmer's market? Yes. Dude, there's like red and purple carrots. Like so many of the people that are coming to these things now, and we've gone to the one in we're Barstow. So huh? we're, so, we're so boring because as you no, said no, that, no, 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 as you said that, you no, just, I'm saying, shut up. I got excited. I got excited. I'm like, how sad. People who make their own cheese, like, how do you do that? I want to know. Right now, right now. Like anybody under 30, it's just like, what are they talking about? Talking about awesome food with more right. like, like heirloom food that you've never seen. Okay. I I love it. And that's that's the thing that's like I'm conflicted right now. <laughs> and then we gotta wrap it up. This segment's going so long. I, I posted a picture of a purple carrot on Facebook, and it got more freaking interaction than any political thing I've ever done. Because they thought it was your husband's cock. No, they didn't. <laughs> Why? It was Why are you post- purple. Don't post the picture of a purple carrot. <laughs> that is that is that is that is dick pic adjacent. Here, okay, here's what's making me laugh. Oh my here's what's God. making me laugh. <laughs> Beans, beans. I got I got so excited. A couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago on CBS Sunday morning, there is a guy who is saving all of these different varietals of beans. Like here's Mm -hmm. and this is so that's why I'm laughing at myself for one, knowing it, two, getting excited about it. Because you think of beans and you think, okay, lima beans, kidney beans, pinto beans. I know all the beans. You guys, there's like thousands of... We've talked about the different bananas, too. We're so boring. When I moved down here, I knew one kind of, like, side dish, green beans. Yes. You come down here, there's like 20 different kinds of green beans. And I guess you go to South America, and that is like bean heaven. And this dude, yeah. I think he's in, in Texas or New Mexico, but he's getting the little plants. He's growing the beans, and he's selling them. He's got like a waiting list. This guy has like a two-and-a-half-year waiting list to get some of these different varietals of beans. Okay, I know it was exciting, you guys. That first segment, the first segment where somehow... We went from General Miley Cyrus to the excitement of beans and carrots. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back uh, with some more amazing and fun stuff. Who knows what the future will bring? The world has changed. 
and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Our Dangerous Idiots show continues. It's the second segment. Then after that, we're going to do What's on the Web with Paul. It's a good one. And then, of course, the conversation continues over on Patreon, where I hope you guys all want to be. I really appreciate the help. I'll give you a little update on that, uh, probably over on the Patreon side. Okay, I want to say this before we go anywhere else. We were talking about the whole meat supply thing and buying whole cows and fresh fruit and blah, 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 blah. This is one of those moments. I feel it in my bones. Mark it down on your calendar, you guys. So many times the Gimlet and I are months ahead of the curve. And and there is a little bit of, uh, hey, we pat ourselves on the back for being ahead of the curve. Like on important stuff. Keep your head on a swivel about this 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 meat thing and, and how they're trying to not so subtly uh, manipulate us. So okay, yep. so that's, the, that's the mealworm. The mealworm recipes aren't going out for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah. the the mealworm uh, thing over in the in the the, the uh, oh my gosh, the, the, I always forget the name of it in in the in Europe, the European Union. There you go. Oof. And the cicadas, yeah. they wanted you to eat those ugly, loud bugs. Yep, here they come, the cicadas. I. <laughs> Those things will not be canning. Those will not be. No, no. no. There's uh there's a very good reason. So, uh, the show continues. There's a couple of uh. Here's just this is just a weird one. This is just a weird one, and I don't know if you've heard about. Maybe you have more information than I do. But this John McAfee character, the guy who did the internet security, you know, Bubba antivirus, all this stuff. He was talking a lot of smack. I guess he was heavily involved in the world of Bitcoin. An odd dude. A, a, a very odd dude, to say the least. But when you go and get a tattoo on your right arm that says whacked, and then you have a dollar sign by it, whacked, and he said very publicly, I'm not suicidal. I have secrets on these people. They don't want to. They don't want these secrets to get out. If I ever have a sudden ba 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 ba, it's because I was whacked. Well, he just died in a in a Mexican in a Spanish, Spanish Spanish. Okay, mm-hmm. so that happened. Now there's a rumor going around on the Internet of Things, and I just don't know if there's anything to this. But that building in Miami that collapsed. Uh-huh. Someone is putting out there that McAfee had a condo in that building. That, and oh, that I, don't, I don't know. 
Okay. I was hoping you had heard about it or knew something. It seems like one of those deals that, like, I'm I'm on the fence. Part of me, I don't want that to be true. That's. I did read. Is, I did read that that building had two separate um, structural reviews or whatever. Um, yeah. One in the late 80s and one in the late 90s that said, uh, you guys got some problems. Yeah. Well, that's so as far I mean, that's, as the actual as far as the actual collapse, I, I think there might have been something going into that, but I haven't heard that he had something there. Yeah, I I heard a rumor that he had a condo in that building, and I just want to know if that's true or not. So, and that, but I will but, say this: like like salt water, if you live in a building down in in South Florida, like. In it, and that you get that rain, you get the storms, and you get hurricane season. And even if, even if your town doesn't take a direct hit from a hurricane, those years and years and years of of high winds and torrential rain, it takes a wear and tear. That's that's a horrible scenario. That's a horrible well, scenario. And salt is corrosive. All you need to do to know that is look at cars in the Northeast. Oh golly. I think about yep. that all the time. I've got because I've had this. I've had my Subaru out here uh, on the East Coast, and man, it's just it's pathetic when you see these vehicles who are just ravaged and just uh-huh. the rust. And then you go, you're driving around Los Angeles, and like you're looking at like a 1975 Chevy Nova, looks like it just came off the showroom right. floor. It's just not uh-huh. fair. It is not fair. Okay. So I want to do this uh, little update before we go too much further. Uh, I was just in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, some people came out to this. We had a we had a big crowd. We had a good sized crowd. It was a really tiny theater. Here's what we did, and I didn't want us really get into this too much until it was uh, done. The performance side of it. We put up um, several sketches. We wrote, me and my my friends, we put a little cast of characters together, some very uh, enthusiastic and talented people, and we put together some live sketches. We recorded a couple of commercial parodies. We have a little cartoon that we did. We had a live band. We put up a performance at a, at a cool little joint in Nashville called the Third Street... Uh, comedy or no I'm sorry third coast third coast comedy club so we invited people they came out the 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 theater holds like 60 people we had to make room for cameras we had a little over 50 in there but it was fine we filmed the whole thing and that's that's what we did so now we're in the process of editing all that footage together and then we will slowly be uh putting that out onto the internet of things I'm pretty excited about it and it's one of those things where I didn't want to talk about it until we were done. It was a Herculean undertaking. This was all people doing this because they love sketch comedy. They love doing shows. They, It was great. It was like a real awesome kind of little rascals <laughs> spirit. You know, it's like, okay, well, you can write sketches. Those guys can act out in them. I know a guy who does this, blah, 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 blah. So it's fantastic. And I, I'm really, really happy with, with everything. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. All right. So that's one thing. And then hopefully we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, depending on the reaction, this is something that I would like to do again in the future. I'll just say that. 
I would like to do it again in the future on a somewhat regular basis. It really brought me a lot of happiness. It brought me, I loved, I loved all of it. I liked, I liked all of it. And it was, it was, it was work and it was fun, but it was more fun than it was works. I loved it and I want to do more of it. And the other thing that I love and I want to do more of is stand up. So there is a date coming up in Las Vegas at the MGM at Brad Garrett's club. That's not going to be political, you guys. That's just people are on vacation. They want to party like rock stars and do the Vegas thing. I'm not going to come on out to the show. I'd love to meet you. I want to say hi. Let's take pictures. Let's do the whole nine. But don't be coming at me. You didn't talk about blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that. It's Vegas. People are on vacation. However, if you want to see the political funder show, we got dates coming up in uh, Dallas, in San Antonio, and also, I believe, in El Paso with more dates being added. I'm waiting till we have around nine before I'm really going to start posting about it and and call it a tour and we'll name it and there'll be shirts and all that whole stuff. So that's the update from that. And I, I can't wait for you guys to see. We're going to use El Paso. I, I haven't been to El Paso in years. Not like not, not like Kamala Harris. I think I've been to El Paso right? way more than Kamala Harris. But that's going to be our little transition into Kamala Harris. The Kamala Harris of it all going to, on, uh, to El Paso. What an absolute joke. And yes, she only went because she knows Trump is going like this week. Trump announced he was going. So then she's like, eh, I better go. She went she to El Paso. She didn't, though. It she was didn't a joke. even go to the border. Yeah, technically was- she did. Technically, I'll, I'll, I'll let her off on the technicality. But yeah, she didn't go to where the action is. She didn't go to where the problem is. She didn't go where... It was a horrible photo op. I saw, well, then there's the photo op with her and Beto, and somebody had the nerve to tweet it out as, what scares the Texas GOP the most? I'm like, really? Two also rans that didn't get more than 2% combined in the Democratic primary? That's, <laughs> that's that what one. we're supposed to be scared of? I saw that one. It's like, it's, it's big old Beto, and then Kamala's standing with her head just above belt level, because he's so Dude, tall. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only reason Joe Biden is still president is because she has been such a horror show. Like she goes on TV interviews and <laughs> every time she's answered and asked a difficult question, like the only reason they haven't moved Joe aside is a train wreck. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah, they're just. I used to be like, like, uh, you know, he's going to tap out soon. He's going to, and he will, he will. But the idea of President Kamala Lala Ding Dong is truly terrifying. Oh, and I'd be, re- I'd be remiss in my duties if I, if, if we didn't comment on the, the, the creepy Joe Biden whisper. That oh thing my where, God. Where he's like, <laughs> I gave them $1.9 trillion. That is See, this goes back to that General Miley Cyrus thing. That is such a, an attempt at a flex on his part. Like that that to me wasn't creepy. That to me was like that was that was dangerous. That was villainous. That is so yes. condescending. So condescending. And he's like, I gave them 
1.9 trillion. No, Joe, you didn't give anybody anything. You didn't no. give anybody anything. You weirdo. You absolute well, freak. It wasn't just the whispering, though. Did you catch a look at the like out of his expression? Like on his face? Yeah. He looked demonic when he was doing it. Yeah, he and he thinks it's just such a strong power move. And, and I, th there's something to be said for it. There's something to be said for when everybody's screaming, screaming, screaming questions to get in real low and then you get quiet. But when you do it three times in a row, that's because you're getting off on it. That's because you're like, ooh, I really like that response I got. Ooh, that made me feel really strong and powerful. And then you do it again and again. It was the fact that he went to it like three times where I'm like, now this isn't creepy. It's scary. That's scary that he was like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again and again and again. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Didn't didn't like his comments on guns either. And it kind of goes back to your thing on Afghanistan. Really? Because you have nuclear weapons and fighter planes, um, you couldn't beat the people in Afghanistan. <laughs> well, that's that's the great uh, catch-22 of, of all of this is like, in case you guys missed it, uh, Biden was talking about, you know, why do you need uh, all these, uh, you know, uh, these AR guns and why do you need these, all these magazines, with all these bullets? What are the, what are the deer wearing Kevlar vest? Because uh, if you think you're going to take over the government, uh, <laughs> you better have uh, F-16s and nukes. And that's like, okay, so he's thought about it. That's well, I mean, who's, use who's, the phrase. Use the phrase to all those people that talk about the blood of patriots. Ooh, yeah. My ears went. My ears went. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So he's got. So on one hand, he's going. You couldn't possibly uh, have any kind of resistance or stand any kind of chance with a tyrannical government unless you had F-16s and nukes. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're trying to convince us. That oh my gosh, there was an attempted coup at the Capitol on the sixth, and and these this uh, this guy went in there Worst with a horn hat, right? Like how many firearms? They didn't have F-16s. They didn't have nukes. Just a bunch uh -uh. of people went in there. So if we can't win, it's it doesn't make what your 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 logic has makes no sense. And I will tell you this, people, uh, Second Amendment people, that that is the reason we have guns. You guys know that. Is for when, yeah. when and if things get so out of hand, we got to fight back and go back. I believe it was the Czech Republic. I might be wrong. In the 1980s, when, uh, when you know, freedom was taken over, Poland was doing stuff and, you know, Wek Czech Walensa or Lech Walensa, whatever that guy's name was. But in the Czech Republic, there was a communist dude who desperately wanted to hold on to power. I can't remember the guy's name. And he had, there was the, the people were uprising. It was the people. And so Mr. Bad uh, Communist Leader told the army, you go take them out. Use the tanks, use the bombs, use the big stuff. And the army wouldn't do it. And the army would not do it. So Mr. Commie Man went bye-bye. And that's what makes our first segment that much more scary with, with General Miley Cyrus. Like, if, you, if he's going to start drumming people out of the military, if if you voted for Donald Trump and you voted for a Republican and that makes you a danger and therefore you are not allowed in the military, 
we got a big problem. I mean, we have a huge problem if our Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines is just made up of liberals. Because, well, because it, then they will. It would be will. much smaller. <laughs> it, it would be. But they'll, just, they'll, just, they'll just up the pay and, you know, okay, so you don't have to do a push-up. You don't have to do a chin-up. Just come on in. You know, but those would be the people. With, you see the way the right has been demonized. You look at, like, Antifa, just beat him up. He's got a red hat on his head. If I, I don't want a legalized military that consists mostly of Antifa sympathizers, then we got a real problem. Then We can't yeah. let it get that far. We cannot let it get that far. But at least in the near term. Yes. In my estimation, talking mm-hmm. to some folks in the guard and everything else, they're all like, yeah, that's basically the same thing. At this point, the same thing that happened in the Czech Republic would happen here. They're like, there's not a significant portion, if any, of people in the rank and file, like in the actual troops that are going to turn on American citizens. We know what Tiananmen Square was. That doesn't happen here. And it's not going to happen here in the near term. So they can like pound their chest all they want. They have the generals and maybe a couple of the other upper echelons. But when your whole division just turns around and walks away what are you gonna do i want to make sure they turn around and walk away uh-huh. this one this one's so dangerous this one's so dangerous uh-huh. we got to be we got to be on this like we're on uh the the, the critical race theory and all that good stuff okay well I, we got to get to this because i want i don't want to rob the listeners of any other stuff that you know there's going to be much more discussion over on patreon i just want to ask this publicly gimlet have you been watching Loki? I have not yet. <laughs> That's your jam. That's your guy. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I lost the login to my kids' Disney Plus, though. <laughs> oh, I wanted to get your feedback on it. I wanted to get your feedback on it. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, you had WandaVision, which was just not good. That was just, it was just not good. It was a, it was, it was a mercy when they ended that. The, the villain was lame. The story was pretty lame. There were some moments that were okay, but overall, WandaVision was not good. Then came uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it was okay for uh, a little bit, but there was just so much woke all over the place. There was so much woke, and oh, we're supposed to be learning, and this is a, uh, you're supposed to, don't teach me nothing, Falcon. And Winter Soldier, don't teach me nothing. Fly around. Save the world. I don't want to hear your theories on on race relations. Okay. So you had two losers. So along comes Loki, which I'm like, okay, this is Hiddleston. This is Owen Wilson. Their scenes are great. Their scenes are great. Hiddleston is a, is a producer on this thing. And I think he might be popping by the writer's room a little bit too much. I, I think he's had a little bit too much input. The character's uh-huh. the same. They took a bit of the edge away from Loki. And hopefully that'll change. I'm th- I'm three episodes in. Not it, hating it. Go ahead. Is it more like sort of a comedic Loki that happened right before Thanos killed him? Like Yeah. Yeah. The, Thor, the whole Thor the whole Thor enterprise got a little bit comedic 
Yes. Which included yes. the Loki character. So, yeah. They're playing. They're playing for a lot of laughs. It's mm-hmm. they're they're dancing right on the edge and have gone over it a couple times. However, there's some other wonderful moments there, and and the good moments are definitely, I think, outweighing uh, the bad ones. And then, and then they made a very 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 good uh, decision on the villain of the of the piece. I, I thought. In episode two, when they were talking about, okay, we got to try to fight this villain. And I, I just, I'm going to save you from the spoilers. I'm like, oh boy, that's so predictable and horrible and boring and just, just an absolute trope. However, they, they managed to pull that out of the fire. So there was a little bit of a surprise there. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching. I want more. I want more. Right, uh, so you said, you said you're on three. Uh, episode four, I believe, comes out this Wednesday. Okay, I'm gonna try to catch up to three, like, between today and tomorrow, and then I'll watch four, and we should be all caught up. Sweet. And then the, they're the what, one... like, they're an hour long, right? They're, like, typical TV show length? Well, they're about 46 minutes long. Disney okay, but like... I'm just saying, Disney, like, yeah. without... <laughs> but it's like... They ain't filling you're... out the commercials, is what you're saying. Right, they're leaving plenty of room. For commercials. Yeah. They're leaving plenty of room. And then mm-hmm. I'm going back. I'm going back and watching uh, The Witcher again. Oh, and other good news. I'm so glad we were on this subject before we, we wrap up this segment. There is a show that I cannot recommend enough. It's called The Expanse. And it originally was on the Sci-Fi Channel. And I completely missed it. This one flew under the radar. They did two seasons on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then either Sci-Fi canceled it, and Amazon bought it, or Amazon made it. So Amazon started producing it, and they did two more seasons. This is the storytelling, the plot, the character development, the pace. There are, with every show, almost every series, you're going to have a filler episode where they're just kind of treading water. They didn't do that on The Expanse. Every episode, until you get to episode, until you get to season four. Season four, there's a weird little bit of a handoff. It kind of dips a little bit, but saves itself rather quickly. The Expanse is so good. I thought the show was over. I thought it was over, done, skadoosh. It's not. They just wrapped on the next season. <laughs> I'm, I'm so incredibly happy the show's fantastic i can't recommend it enough and and you know what usually i would kind of like uh tap the brakes on that a little bit i don't want to oversell it i don't want to oversell it fuck that this show is that good it's that good it's science fiction but like with any good science fiction it, it's it's the characters and the story and the action it is all there and i was stoked to find out there's going to be uh, another season. So they finished the the, the principal photography. Now they got to do uh, the effects. So hopefully, hopefully in six months we'll be jamming out to some expanse. Okay. So here's some things that we got to talk about on Patreon that are on my list. Uh, uh, we got to talk about the Trump rally. I watched the Trump rally last night at the America First Warehouse. I got thoughts on that. We got to talk about this whole Washington Post white shame. We'll get into some critical race stuff. We got to talk about Victoria's Secret, and we got to talk about 
Jillian Anderson. If you are the person who tweeted at me about my my Jillian Anderson tweet, I'm going to make you. There was a person who was upset with my tweet. And it was it was delightful. It was lovely. It was delicious. But I'm going to make them become a Patreon to hear the full story. So stick around. What's on the web with Paul? And we'll see you guys over on Patreon. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. It's been a little while, but now things are back to normal. We're diving into an to an amazing what's on the web with Paul. Paul, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm 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 glad to be back in the groove. The last two weeks were a lot, but we're we're back at it, and I'm I'm eager to discuss what's on the web because I it there's some tasty and delicious stories up there. There are. And so let's dive right in. Yeah. With why is Bill Gates buying all that farmland? Yeah. And that's a post that you wrote about. And it's something where we're looking at why he's buying farmland and what his possible endgame is. Right. So if you've been listening to this show, uh, we, you know, this is one of the things that the Gimlet and I are, are always kind of, we're, we're on the lookout for these stories before a lot of other outlets are. Bill Gates has quietly been buying up a boatload of farmland. He's like the biggest single owner of farmland in America. It's it's ginormous. So now, uh, of course, everybody wants to know why, why, why. Everybody has suspicions. Well, now we know he's a shareholder, pretty pretty good-sized shareholder in this uh, meatless meat company, this company that is uh, looking to grow meat based on, like, bovine gene something. So it looks like... It looks like you just don't don't farm anything. Just just don't. Maybe you, you maybe you do soybeans or something, but you don't have cattle. And it looks like there's a. I'm not saying he's doing this. I'm saying there's a very real possibility that he could be looking to uh, influence what we eat as a nation by you could just create a uh, a, a cattle shortage. It's 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 James Bond level stuff. It could be. James Bond level stuff. It could. And I'm certainly interested to see where all this goes because 
there are a lot of crazy people who are running our country right now. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. That's putting it mildly. Thanks for thanks. <laughs> Thanks for pulling back like that. That there is there are a lot of crazy people who are running our country right now. Okay, what's next? Speaking of crazy, we've got a Hunter Biden post, and that's a Hunter Biden art by Cranky Gordon. That one's so good. That one's so good. That's a post you guys need to go check out because it'll make you want to learn Photoshop. Because <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It is art. Who made those? I know the, the the I think I know the person's name on on uh, on Twitter, but boy howdy, it's like I enjoyed looking at them. They they put they took this picture of Hunter Biden where it's the red scarf and the jock strap and he's striking a little pose, but they put him in American Gothic on the roof. Uh, the morning the morning spew is the the Twitter person. The morning spew too. They put him crossing the Delaware. They put him in Renaissance paintings. It's hilarious. They put his head on, on a Van Gogh playing guitar. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and it's everything that's good. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and the question I have for you, what do you think about Hunter's, Hunter's choice of style for that? The red scarf, and then, of course, you said the underwear, but then he also has the shoes on, too. Yeah, has, dude, it's awesome. And he it's has the awesome. most effeminate pose as well. And I'm yeah, thinking he's he's doing like a male model pose. <laughs> listen, that's listen. I, I'm telling you right now, Hunters, that's a good time. That's a good time. When you pose is practically naked guy, but with shoes a guy, on. A dude who's having a blast. A guy who's <laughs> whacked out of his skull on drugs. There he's you go. been banging some chick all night. He hasn't slept in a couple days, and he's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to wear the scarf, the jock strap, and uh, and the sunglasses. And then she's like, baby, put on the shoes. And he's like, oh, good call. <laughs> and she goes, but you got to do a pose. Seriously, that is uh, – those are some photos that you look back at, and you're like, whoo, that was a crazy weekend. <laughs> that was a crazy weekend. Like, I, I, I would almost guarantee he has no memory of that. However <laughs> – He's got the he's got the videotape. Listen, I'm not going to judge what Hunter Biden does. I'm not kidding. That's like and I'll tell you right now, like those photos, he was having a great time. That's that's some that is some like Keith Richards level (laughs) old school, like hardcore. That's a good time. Here's what bugs me about it. Like the dudes on the payola from China. He's on the payola from the Ukraine. He's doing this. He's using his dad's name. He's getting in trouble left and right. I just want the same rules to apply. He can do, if he's legitimately making money, if he's legitimately, he can do whatever the F he wants. I give zero shits. It's when he's getting these gigs because his last name is Biden. He just got to play by the same rules as everybody else. I'm not allowed to leave a rental car in the desert with a crack pipe in it and a bunch of badges and IDs. I get in trouble if I do that. Will I have a great story to tell? Yes, I will. However, my boy Hunter's got to get in trouble for it, too. Okay. Yeah, that's never going to happen, of course, though. And and uh, But it's there's never any harm in pointing it out. Dig it. Oh, I'm staying on it. I'm on, I'm on that. I am on that like a like a pit bull on a on a pan of cooked bacon. I am not gonna let go. I'm not gonna let go about the Durham investigation. I'm not gonna let go about Hunter Biden and the FBI. 
and I am definitely not going to let go about Facebook censorship. I'm never, ever, until it ends. Excellent. Woohoo! Moving on. Yeah. Here's another one I wrote that's that I uh, I'm enjoying writing stuff that's funny and stuff that will both work if we would implement it, you know, as, as policy. And this one is let progressives despise rural America. It's in our best interests. And it comes off of a tweet that I saw where some guy who ran for office and he lost, but he still, you know, he still ran as a Democrat, I believe. And he's saying, he said something to the effect of, you know, without the blue state cities giving subsidies to farmers, farmers would starve to death. And now, obviously, that's it's funny because it's stupid on its face. Yeah. But it's a whole trend of the blue Democrat urbanites hating the rural people, rural America, people who live in rural America. Yeah. And the reaction and the, and the knee jerk reaction is to say, no, rural America is best. And, and my my uh, response to that is, no, 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 no. Don't don't tell them how good the country is. You know, rural America is let them hate it, because if you tell them how good it is. As their cities continue to fall apart, they're just going to move to our areas and they're going to destroy those as well. Let them hate us. And so that would be both a great policy, but it's also humorous as well. It is, man. It is. And I think it's almost inevitable. Like city city life is going to have to evolve into something else. Like we're still... We're still living – our cities are still echoing the reality of cities in the 1920s and the 1930s and the 1940s. Like cities have to uh, evolve, and, and it'll just happen. It shouldn't be city don't, – don't plan it. Don't try to do it. Just let it naturally evolve like that. But if cities stay the way they are, like Los Angeles and New York and Chicago and all that stuff, yeah, there's going to be more and more people – moving not just to the suburbs but yeah to the to rural america and they're going to want to bring all those comforts with them it's it's like this the, the thing where people leave california they move to texas and then they vote the same way it's 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 really interesting and i think it's a, a phenomenon that, that it's going to happen it's going to happen as as we evolve and society evolves and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what rural america looks like in 20 years hopefully i'm around to see it <laughs> yep so people get can go to the website and check that out. They must. So let's they go to must. another another more humorous one. Even well, not humorous, but more entertainment. Look what Michael Keaton's Batman drives in a new movie. So that's oh, about my Flash, goodness, film, yeah. Which could be a disaster, but who knows? But anyway, supposedly Keaton's back as a version of Bruce Wayne, and they gave him a car. Yeah, well, this is they're doing the Flash movie, and very wisely, they're doing a great story called Flash Paradox. So, uh, or yeah, Flashpoint Paradox, where the Flash goes so fast, and this is this is canon. The Flash can go so fast, he can time travel. But fantastic. Okay, wonderful. So there's a great, and they even did it. Uh, they they animated it. You can go. I've I've got the animated uh, version of it. It's fantastic. So the Flash goes back in time to save his mom, right? And he does, and that affects the timeline. Now here, so he he pops, he tries to go back, and with it, you know, and his mom's alive, yada yada. But everything has changed. Batman's still there, but it's it's not Bruce Wayne. It's it's uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, dad. Bruce Wayne's dad witnessed the 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 death of of his son and his wife, and he snapped. 
and Superman is different. So everybody's the same but a little different, and their backstory is a little different. It is a huge opportunity for DC. Okay, so they're doing that. And when I saw they were bringing uh, Keaton back as Batman, and I think Ben Affleck is going to be in that as well, because you have multiple, you know, universes. From a, from a storytelling standpoint, it's great. You have just opened up, and it's kind of what Marvel's trying to do uh, with Loki to a certain extent. However, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this car. It's called a Mercedes Mayfair. It is so cool. It looks like a car from the 1930s. It definitely has those Art Deco vibes, but this is an all-electric vehicle. It's super smart. It was a concept car like six years ago, and I am publicly right now begging Mercedes to put this car out on the road. It is so cool looking. And the interior of it, I put up the video of it, but when you have the top down, you guys have to see it. I See, I, I just get the biggest boner for like Art Deco, especially Art Deco that the future is looking at. Oh, it's, I can't even describe it. That, that car, whole, and I'm not a huge car guy. Like I have my, uh, I have my, occasional picks you know there's there's a i think it's the 58 corvette stingray before the nose got pointy i still love that one that's still like my dream car but this one this this uh holy smoke i very rarely do i gush over automobiles and get like that automotive boner but man raging hard on for the for the mercedes mayfair i want one it kind of looks like it fits into the Batman universe, too. Do you remember the animated series? The Batmobile had that really long hood going you, out. And that's what okay. this car has. One of the things that I did many, many years ago, someone did a limited edition release of a, the, a Batman action figure, which was from his very first appearance in Detective Comics in, I want to say, 1937. So they, they did the, the outfit. Everything was the exact same. And uh, I bought... Two of them, uh, thinking I was being smart, my buddy Sam Simon was like, no, dude, you need three. If you're ever going to collect something, get three because you need one to hang on to and leave unopened. You need one to sell and you need one to take out of the package and play with. So I ended up getting, getting a third one. But the Batmobile in that era of comic books, you're exactly right. It's that 1937, and I don't even think the Batmobile had like bat fins on it yet. It was just a really cool, big, long black car. And that's what the Mercedes Mayfair has that total vibe, that total vibe. It's like what the great Gatsby would be driving around if, if, if he was born in the future. It's so cool. Okay. We got, we got to move on. This is great. Yep. We're moving quickly. So just one final thing. It's not just a photo of the car there. There's a whole video that goes with it, too. Oh, so it's, yeah. It's a very dynamic, very dynamic. Yeah, driving down the PCH, just looking insane. Aye, aye, what you got? So we got to go with insane women's volleyball rallies because it's an interesting topic for multiple reasons. You know, it's really – it. You, you're going to have to wait to see how long until they tear this apart because it can't stand. As a, uh, under modern rules, it can't stand because it's a women's sport. It's a women's sport that guys will watch, and the women voluntarily wear very little clothing. And so it's interesting to watch those 
the rallies on there because they, they women can actually play volleyball fairly well. It's not like basketball. Basketball, women basketball, unwatchable. <laughs> Women's yeah. volleyball, there's some skill level there, and so that's watchable. You posted about it, so I'll let you talk more about it. I was okay, so I I'm going to be very honest here. Like women's volleyball is fantastic. Cause like what you're saying, like the, they're, they, they are just absolute fit specimens. They are specimens and they look fantastic. And I like the little bikinis. I like their little booties and they, they're jumping up. They're doing the whole thing. That's, that's one thing. Now you'll see now they're, they're, they're making this move towards like these big, long, full body stockings. And that's just whatever. Whatever. I, this, but this, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure about that. I thought that might be cold weather gear too. That, that could be. That could be. But I also think it's like the Middle Eastern countries. Whatever. I mean, that's fine. If that's your culture, that's your culture. I, I really don't care that much. But, but like this, I, I don't, I don't want to get into a big discussion about like beauty and the ideal and all that other stuff. I think that these women, there's something wonderful about a uh, a confident, athletic woman. And, like, you get over the outfits really fast. Like, your first thing is, like, ooh, look at that booty. But then you, you, you're you into the sport of it all. And that's what really this, this, this post I did, Insane Women's Volleyball Rallies, it's such a great compilation video. These points go on for not, not, not forever, but for a very long time. And they're so – it's what I love about sports. It's – it. Honestly, I swear to God, you guys, it's what I love about sports. It's edge of your seat tension and action. And you're thinking there's no way she can get to that. And then the girl dives and she gets it. And then her partner pops it over the net. And just like every single moment is just is just stress and and excitement and anxiety. And it's it's what it's what I used to get. I think I mentioned this in, in what I wrote. I played a lot of tennis. I played, you know, in in high school and played for my my school and all this stuff. Back in the day, you had these, you had uh, John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg, and they would have these rallies at Wimbledon. It was mostly Wimbledon where where they went toe to toe. Not so much the U.S. Open, but it's that same vibe. You're like, there's no way they can get that, and then they get it, and then the guy gets, oh, he got it back. It's so exciting and it's so great. I dig it, man. I dig it. Women's women's beach volleyball is fantastic. Yep. Uh, and I know what you mean about sports. When I grew up, I didn't have a whole lot of neighbors. So my brother and I created a lot of our own sports. Awesome. One sport, one sport we created, we played with a wiffle ball bat. We used one of those little tiny plastic footballs that the cheerleaders threw out at high school game. Yeah. And we, uh, we created our own gear. So he would often wear a women's wig and I would wear a hat. <laughs> Clothes, and then you try to hit this ball, this football that doesn't roll straight into wash baskets. A lot of That's fun. Great. That's great. A lot of fun. A lot of crazy stuff there. Mm-hmm. So, what, what do you want to do? Another one, or are we out of time? We gotta, we gotta go one more. We can go. I, I can hit on a couple more. Here's, right. here's, here's the ones uh, that I'm just gonna hit on. Uh, bing, bang, boom. There, they, they released a trailer for the sequel to The Legend of Zelda. And if you haven't played The Legend of Zelda, and you you got to get a Nintendo Switch and play it. It was Game of the Year, I think, back in 2017. I will occasionally still fire this one up and and play. It is so far, in my opinion, uh, the closest thing to perfect in, in a video game. Just going around 
and the, and it's interesting the way they design the game. There's there's almost a mathematical formula to it, and it's pretty well hidden. But in terms of you, there's always like a bit of an obstructed view. There's always something on the horizon to like kind of that's that's inviting or like, ooh, I want to go see that. It's a gorgeous game, and I'm so happy that there you 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 have a game of the year. You have to do you know a sequel to it, but it's not that complex in terms of the buttons and controls. So uh, I really dig Legend of Zelda. Was stoked to see the trailer uh, for the new one. Um, and I'll hit on this real quick because I won't get a time. Uh, there's a new trailer for uh, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings from Marvel, which I'm calling, I've decided now to actively call it Shang-Shit. <laughs> and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It does not look good. It does not look good. Now, maybe I'm just, I've seen this movie a million times. That's my beef with it. Oh, wow, my dad's a real bad guy, and I don't want to be like my dad and a real bad guy. Oh, no, this thing happens. Now I have to be like my dad. Maybe I'll use his power in a different way. That is the plot to Godfather. That is the plot to Iron Man. That is a plot to so many movies. Is Shang-Chi going to be different? I don't know. (laughs) And then lastly, uh, but not least, um, I have to give it up. There is, want to make your swimsuit look great? Put Stephanie Knight in it. Okay, this is a compilation of this um, uh, swimwear model. Just an absolute specimen. Stephanie Knight. And what I, what, here's what I like. She's, she's fucking super hot. And the swimsuits look great. And she's got, she's got like a natural beauty. And she's wonderful. But when you see her coming down the runway... She doesn't have, like, if you look closely, you're like, wow. She doesn't have that, like, Victoria's Secret, well, what used to be, uh, that super, that, that supermodel, those exact proportions. Her proportions are a little off. She's, like, she's the most, one of the most beautiful, regular people right. you'll ever see. She and that's what I looks really... Like, she looks like what I would say an average woman, and, and that's not an insult. I'm saying... That would be like your girl next door type look. Is yes, she's look. the she's the hottest girl next door. And yeah, and once again, like zero insult. She's an absolute specimen. And like, and what I dig about, it, like, there's a natural beauty. And I guess I, I should probably also, post about they, this. They were Go also ahead. they put them out in bare feet too, which is unusual, but actually makes sense because if you're yeah. going to beach, you're probably not going to be in heels, not or at the pool. I mean, you know, depending on what type of pool it is. But, you know, that that makes a difference in how it heels make a huge difference for what they do. But it was and, a I it was a good idea. And she has a girl next door look to her. Yeah. And well, and not to be demeaning, but here's what I dig about it, because like there's something that's like legit transcendent. And I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this before we get out of the segment. When you're looking around like, oh, there's a hot girl on Instagram or, oh, here's a hot girl in this, whatever, whatever, whatever. You can almost see the like there's almost like a vacancy in the eyes or or something that's just like, yes, you are beautiful, but I can, I I can, I'm getting a sense from this photograph that like, you're, you're just, you're not into it. You're not enjoying yourself. You're just like, it's, it's like looking at a sculpture almost. I really dig like women, like, like Stephanie Knight, who like, she seems like she is having a great time. And I just, 
there's something wonderful, I think, and beautiful about it's like sh- she's having a blast. She looks great. She's thoroughly enjoying herself. Like, I want to be her friend. That's like those are the beautiful people who are not being jerks about it. Just like I, I don't know. I, the, I, we need. I, I want more. I want more Stephanie Knights in the world. <laughs> there you go. All right. And that video is up at theloftestparty.com so people can head on there and see exactly what we're talking about. Dig it. And then also check out Sunrise in Mexico with Hannah. Okay. That's what's on the web with Paul. Paul, I love you, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for an awesome uh, segment. Thank you, Michael. All right, bud. Bye. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned because Gimlet and I are coming back. Oh, my gosh, but that's going to be on Patreon. Are you guys on Patreon? You should. Get over to Patreon, and that's where the show is going to continue. Wah, wah, wah. I don't know what that noise was, but I enjoyed it. See you there.